0: Guess what kind of interview we have for you guys today? Oh, how did you know? An awesome one. Judah Friedlander is here. Uh, you might remember him as uh, Frank Rossitano at uh, 30 Rock uh, on NBC. But he's also done a million and a half movies and TV shows Wet Hot American Summer, American Splendor, Meet the Parents, Zoolander. Am I the one that t- t- took the crazy pill? I think I remember you in that. I played in, in Zoolander?
1: Oh, uh-huh. uh, yeah, I had a little part in that. I played Scrappy Zoolander. I was. Uh... Me and Vince Vaughn played uh, his two brothers, and John Voigt played the dad. So we were his uh, coal miner brothers there. Yeah. That's awesome. That was a lot of fun.
0: Uh, and then just about every TV show: Spin City, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Sesame Street, yeah, The Burn with Jeffrey Ross. Um, so, and recently he was on Howard Stern, Daily Show, and even the Jimmy Dore Show. But the reason for that is he's uh, going around telling everybody about uh, what would happen if the raindrops united. Okay? Yeah. So that's the title of his book. It's basically a cartoon book. It's called "If the Rainbows, If the Raindrops United." Uh, And there's a lot of stuff in here that I want to talk about. I want to talk about your life. Sure. Uh, But what what is that nightmare scenario if they unite? What happens to us?
1: Well, it's it's uh, basically you know a ten minute drizzle. If all those raindrops that were in a ten minute drizzle, which does nothing, you know, it's drizzling out. Most people don't even use an umbrella. But if all those tiny raindrops actually got together. Put aside their differences; they could form one giant raindrop, about 20 city blocks in diameter, and destroy a whole city. Good so, for
0: them. Yeah. So it's strength it's sort in of numbers.
1: Of a, so it's sort of a dark metaphor that <laughs> if people can actually, you know, come together, they can have a lot of power, more power than they think. Uh, they can use it for good or for bad, but they can have power because a lot of people feel powerless. You know, I think that's why a lot of people don't vote. Uh, but
0: you know, if they come together, they can actually get things done. Well, Judah, no one in this country agrees with you more than I do. Okay, because that's what we're trying to do with Wolfpack, which is our super PAC, to destroy all other super PACs. I love it. Okay, and uh, and we think that, hey, you know what? You're a lot more powerful than you realize. And, and if we all unite, uh, and we don't need everybody in the country. We need a hardcore group of people yeah. who are willing to fight. In our case, we're trying to regain democracy from the from the oligarchs and the and the corporations that have seized it, right? Yep. Uh, and uh, and it, that theme is throughout the book. Yeah. Uh, and of course, you do it with comedy. And, yeah. And some of the stuff is serious, though. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and so, as I read, uh, leaf through this, uh, I get the sense that you're a no good lib. Is that true? A what? A no good lib.
1: Oh, that term. Yeah. No, I'm like. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm for human rights, and I'm, I'm, I'm for how earth dare rights. you? We
0: found yeah, it. you know,
1: so it's like, you know, people use all different kinds of terms, but I'm like, how can you not be for, for justice and human rights and, and earth rights? How can you not? How can you live on this planet and not be that? You know, no, but I always a, find that bizarre. You know? It is
0: bizarre, but you like know? the minute you said earth rights. You lost like forty percent of the country. They're like, uh. Oh, this guy's FOR THE goddamn earth. Yeah, it's like right. well, we do live here. You know? right. So Wait, isn't that funny? It's uh. as simple as uh-huh. you know, we do live here. Yeah. <laughs> that's like
1: being if you're if you think you're if someone thinks you're bad because you're pro Earth, that's like being like you don't give a shit about your house. That's you know or your apartment you know hey let's just uh, dump oil all over the house here let's run a pipeline through my apartment uh, I might make an extra few bucks that the guys will kick back to me well, what if there's a leak oh shit I gotta move or you know so it's like think about it you know it's yeah like, I
0: have a simpler analogy I know a guy who pisses all over his toilet seat right yeah and His house is a goddamn mess and nobody wants to go in that house yeah let's not piss on our toilet seat yeah right? no let's, friends
1: he's got no friends anymore right right yeah.
0: and so let's get you know Keep the Earth relatively stable. I mean, yeah. we're not asking for much, right? Yeah. so So uh, it always amuses me when Bill O'Reilly says the secular humanist. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Wait, that means we're for the human being. Yeah. Like that's wrong. That's yeah. bad. Yeah. How can
1: how is being a humanist wrong? Yeah, I don't.
0: So you are half Croatian American, which means there's like three of you in the country, right? this this Croatians are not.
1: Yeah, I don't know. You know, my mom grew up in a Croatian neighborhood in Pittsburgh, uh-huh. and the neighborhood she grew up in is not as Croatian as it used to be. Uh-huh. My dad's, uh he's uh, Jewish from Brooklyn. Uh, uh-huh. His parents from, uh, That's uh, more well, then it was Russia, but it was Ukraine. Right. You know, uh, and uh, so, yeah, I'm not like, uh, you know, I, res- I respect all religions. I'm not a religious person, really, but I, uh, I respect them all. And uh, so... Yeah, I grew up in different places, mostly Maryland. But I've been in New York since 87. And work took me out here for a couple years in the early 2000s. And uh,
0: yeah, yeah. You know,
1: so I get around. I try, I mean, doing stand-up, I tour all over the place. You know?
0: So Russian Jewish from uh, Brooklyn is... isn't. An- not uncommon. That's fairly normal. Right? Yeah, that's
1: pretty common. Right. Yeah.
0: Croatian? Is there like a Croatian? I don't know why I'm obsessed with this, but is there a Croatian community? where there was there pressure to hang out with other Croatian Americans?
1: Well, you know, I grew up, you know, mostly in Maryland, which was not near where my dad's side grew up or where my mom's side of the family grew up. So I I never really saw relatives all that often. I would see relatives from my mom's side more often than my dad's side. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, because my name is very Jewish-sounding, and uh, uh, oh
0: yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 it, you right. know,
1: it's very Jewish-sounding. But I'm I'm not religious, and and I've I've you know been treated by different people differently over the years. Because sometimes you know people who are anti-Jewish will uh, you'll know, hear your name and you'll they'll act you know maybe not so nice to you. But then I've even had Jewish people who like uh, you know I've had like yeah. uh, like Jewish girls like sometimes every you know not often but once in a while a Jewish girl might hit on me. And then uh-huh. she finds out that my mom is not Jewish, and then to her, the way her interpretation of uh-huh. the of being Jewish that that means I'm not Jewish. So she looks at me like I tricked her, you know, <laughs> you know, like like and then like, like I just robbed her apartment when she wasn't home. Like I'm the worst person in the world. Now if you, you never
0: claimed anything. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's like I I didn't do anything, you know,
1: like so they so like so that split second, you know. WHERE, if, they, where if, IF SHE MENTIONS ABOUT, LIKE, you know where YOU BAR mitzvah I'M LIKE, NO, YOU KNOW, AND THEN IT WILL BE like, LIKE, SHE GOES FROM, LIKE, uh, SHE WILL GO FROM, like, LIKE, REALLY LIKING YOU TO ABSOLUTELY DESPISING YOU, JUST BASED ON THAT ONE THING. <laughs> NOW, IF YOU GO BACK IN TIME TO uh, WORLD WAR II, uh, HITLER mm-hmm. CONSIDERED YOU JEWISH IF ONE OF YOUR GRANDPARENTS WAS JEWISH. YEAH. SO IN THAT SENSE, HITLER WAS ACTUALLY MORE INCLUSIVE OF JEWISH PEOPLE THAN MANY JEWISH PEOPLE TODAY.
0: Well, that didn't, yeah, that didn't work out well, though. I, no, 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 wish no. he had not been, oh yeah, inclusive. yeah, no, no, I'm not pro Hitler or anything,
1: but in, <laughs> yeah, in, a, in a sense, we're very clear on the record. Yeah, yeah. Very in anti-Hitler. a sense, he was, he was uh, more inclusive of Jewish people, <laughs> right? You
0: know, so, so to, to me, the people that discriminate against partly Jewish people, like my longtime co-host Ben, is uh, half Jewish, half Mormon, right? Uh huh. And so, you know, he has similar issues. His yeah. mom is Mormon. His dad. so almost the same exact. Yeah, thing, yeah, right? yeah. And. Uh, he has the Hitler rule too, which is if Hitler considers me Jewish, I'm Jewish enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. So get off my back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. It's not like Hitler would have been like, Judah Friedlander, oh, your mom's not Jewish. Yeah. No problem. Yeah, yeah, you're cool. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Yeah. So uh, it's funny I, I never thought about your name, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but you represent all people because you're a world champion. The world champion. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So uh, in yeah. 2010, you wrote a book called "How to Beat Up Anybody," yeah, an instructional and inspirational karate book by the world champion. Yeah. So first, are you world champion in just karate or world champion of just the world? Well, it's all sports.
1: You know. oh, all sports. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, the, the world champion uh, persona is. um you know, I mean, it, it it is me, too, but it's also a Persona. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it. it uh, I initially started doing it about, uh, you know, more than 15 years ago. And initially it started as uh, this sort of bragging kind of character. Yeah. You know, it was just because I, I decided, I had a lot of, I was obsessed with the Guinness Book of World Records when I was a kid. Yeah. And so when I was, somewhere in my 20s, I was, I was writing all these jokes about all these insane, like, world records that I had done. And I made a hat that said Record Breaker. And that was sort of like, lead me into... Doing some of these jokes about these ridiculous athletic achievements, you know, uh, and then oh,
0: I figured you know. were Trump before Trump.
1: Oh, way before Trump. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean <laughs> Trump part stole of, your hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, he definitely stole the hat stuff. I, I, oh, I, that's right. Yeah, I oh mean, my God, I mean, you the were hat fucking stuff. Trump. Yeah, and you it's like, sue HIM. I know, and the, and his hats. If you look at him, I mean, when he talks about building, rebuilding our country, our country's infrastructure, you look at the. POOR LOW QUALITY HATS THAT HE'S MADE FOR HIMSELF <laughs> I MEAN I MEAN YOU LOOK AT THIS HAT YOU LOOK AT HIS HIS HATS DON'T EVEN HAVE THE AMERICAN FLAG ON IT AND HIS HATS ARE RED AND WHITE YOU KNOW WHAT IS HE RUNNING FOR THE PRESIDENT OF CANADA
0: ARE WE'RE RED WHITE AND BLUE THAT'S HE right. DOESN'T EVEN GET That's... THE COLORS RIGHT he SO AND HIS beat HATS ARE MADE IN CHINA yeah, HE COULD not yeah. BEAT YOU IN A WORLD CHAMPIONSHIP NO WAY NO, no way. WAY NO way. HAVE YOU EVER DONE KARATE
1: uh just very very little bit uh there's two sports the uh, my my previous book and some stuff that I've done in my act is really spoofing the uh like two kind of industries one is the the martial arts the american martial art uh hero in mm-hmm. in movies and then also in the uh you know in the the instructions in in karate schools cuz you know some of them are just you know they you can't just go and show up in sweatpants. You have to buy their uniform with their school's logo on it, which because is because buying
0: their yeah. uniform is all about gives you discipline.
1: Yeah, yeah, it gives you discipline <laughs> and make, it gives you peace and centers you, and uh, and it COST a hundred dollars instead of just twenty dollars, <laughs> which America, it should cost. Maybe. Yeah. So and then you know so then uh, for a while my you know the world champion persona it sort of stopped becoming a bragging character and he actually started morphing into a a real life superhero who really does all these amazing. Athletic achievements, but and it's just humbly stating them, and they just happen to be incredible. Because one thing I noticed in my act, people—it's almost like they wanted a hero. You know, pe- people want a hero, and I think that's why Trump even gets—you know—a lot of people yeah. want to believe in something. You that's know, right. you know, that's no matter right. how misguided or guided they are, they want like like even Bernie Sanders—they want to believe in HIM. People don't want to think oh, he may not be good on a certain issue. They want to think he's 100% awesome, Uh, you know, and whoever it is. The same with the people who vote for Hillary. Um, So so part of my act, you know, deals with not just the self-centeredness and the me, me, me and the selfie generation and the narcissism and the narcissism of America, but also um, that stuff of just, you know, the salesmanship of everyone selling themselves. Yeah, everyone's yep. got a everyone's got an Instagram, everyone's everyone's selling themselves. So it, it kind of satires that a little bit. And then you're you're yeah.
0: satiring, you're spoofing the core of American culture. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so that's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's the marketing. I mean if you think about it, Ronald Reagan, what was he? He was an actor, right? Yeah. And we suspended our disbelief and said, No, he's not. Yeah. It's real, yeah. Right, he really yeah. is a cowboy who's going to yeah. save us, yeah. Right, yeah. and here we are again. You know, yeah. decades later with Trump, who's a reality show host, yeah. Right, yeah. but we're suspending our disbelief again. Yeah. And, and my favorite thing—I say it over and over—is Frank Luntz did a study group, focus group on Trump supporters, uh-huh. and asked them, "Why are you supporting Trump?" And one of them said, "Well." He's going to make America great again. It says it right on his hat. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's like, well, there you go. It's, well, there you it's, go. And, hats and don't
0: lie. That's right, and that's why you're the world yeah, CHAMPION. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: uh, this hat doesn't lie. It's got the emojis for world and champion. So, it's like, I mean, doesn't, there it doesn't is. lie. Uh, and then the past ye- uh, few years, I actually started doing stand up overseas. I started going to Europe. Oh, and, that's interesting. And when I initially. Um, Started doing that, I thought I was going to be learning more about other countries, you know. And I, and over the past few years, I've done shows in England, Scotland, Ireland, France, Netherlands, uh, Finland, Sweden, uh, and, and I'm going to be doing more. So, so you know, a fair amount of countries. And and but what I what wound up really happening was not learning so much about their countries, which I did do. But I started learning more about my own country. It's kind of like if you're in a bad relationship with someone. And you can 't see it, but all your friends can see it it 's because you 're too close to it. so by getting outside of america i can it 's almost like I was able to see it better. so you know, the different uh, hypocrisies and uh, you know government oppression and you know there 's a lot of governments in the world that are much more oppressive than ours and, and more corrupt than ours and I mean mm-hmm. ours obviously does have corruption, but one thing our country has that i haven 't noticed in other countries. AND I FIND THE DEMOCRATS AND THE REPUBLICANS BOTH uh, AGREE ON THIS. THEY BOTH MARKET OUR COUNTRY AS THE GREATEST COUNTRY IN THE WORLD that's right. AND THAT WE ARE ELECTING THE LEADER OF THE FREE WORLD. Yep. EVEN THOUGH WE'RE THE ONLY COUNTRY THAT GETS TO VOTE FOR THE LEADER OF THE FREE WORLD, <laughs> NO OTHER COUNTRY GETS TO DO THAT. You know, SO IT'S THAT KIND OF A PROPAGANDA THAT I SEE BOTH SIDES DOING. SO, AND I THINK THAT'S ONE THING... Why I think a lot of people in this country are, are more angry than in some other countries is that the American dream. Uh, other countries don't don't have this exceptionalism. Like if you go to England, they're not walking around going, "We're number one." You know, mm. we're always doing that. That's because we fucking crushed them. Right, right. we're number one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and in Sweden, they're not doing that. You know, so so it's interesting that like everyone since their child has been fed this idea that we're the greatest. And we're not just individually the greatest. as a country, we have the greatest laws and system that can make anybody if they just work hard, you know be rich and famous. And so when it doesn't start happening to people, they get really frustrated. It's like finding out Santa Claus isn't real you know yeah. so so some people um, uh, you know they they don't know how to handle it and they and they you know they go in different directions of what they think will, make them feel better, you know, whether it's uh, wherever they're looking, you know. So that's yeah. one thing I find unique about this country, and that's something in my stand-up act and even in, in my book that uh, I address a lot of, you know. Um,
0: yeah, so I, I love this conversation, yeah. and, and and it it goes to the core of what America is, is marketing,
1: right? Yes, yes.
0: America is the greatest brand on earth, Yeah. and it that's, has been... So well
1: put yeah yeah
0: it's been decades of marketing behind this brand like so America stands for what freedom and liberty right yeah uh, except, we had slaves for longer
1: than right. almost any other country. Right. Right? And also, when we say that that we stand for freedom and liberty, that means other countries don't, because that that's not in their slogan. You know, right? Most countries don't even have slogans. All our cities have slogans. <laughs> I, I, when my up act, I ask other people from other countries and cities in other countries, like, "What's your slogan?" They're like, uh, "We don't really have one." You know? We all have one.
0: We we sell stuff. You know, we. You're yes. right.
1: We we market more than anybody. Like in,
0: in Turkey, we have the opposite problem when because I grew up till I was eight in Turkey yeah. they think marketing is ugly like yeah. they think like it's a great dis- shame and dishonor if you have to market yourself right yeah and so they don't market anything they have like yeah. two or three of the seven ancient wonders of the world in Turkey they're like shish yeah. shish don't say anything about it it's a great shame if you do yeah. right yeah. like why not yeah. that's crazy here it's the opposite right but yeah. then you come to America and yeah. everything is marketing yeah it's a one giant Disneyland yeah right yeah and so like Dave and I are the who before we founded this show it was me Dave and Ben who founded the show and Dave is an old old friend of mine who grew up together and we're driving across the country and it says like biggest man-made well in america
1: yeah who
0: gives a shit yeah, right yeah. but they put a giant yep, sign up and you fair. know what happens yeah everyone stops
1: yep yeah <laughs> i would stop i would stop i would do it Of
0: course, right? yeah
1: there's, there's one thing in this country that i i, I mean there's more than one but uh because you're right you, you actually start to lose the meaning and power of words when everything is awesome and everything's the best everything's number one but like i remember driving across country about ten years ago and I stopped at the Grand Canyon. And then and that and it is truly it is unbelievable. You know, it's over two hundred fifty miles of a canyon. You can't even see all of it once. There's no
0: other country that as a canyon, THAT good. Yeah, We're number one in yeah, CANYON.
1: but we really are, you know <laughs> we are but but like so when you when you look at that name, the Grand Canyon, you're like, wow grand, okay. And I and you look at that canyon, you're like, Well wow, okay, now I understand the power of that word, and you realize, wow, I've been really overusing "awesome" and a lot of other words a lot. Because right, if that's right. grand, and and it truly is, right. Like, all right, the cheeseburger I had, that was good, but it, it was not awesome. It was not grand. Yeah, you know what I mean. No matter how good it was, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, look,
0: best example is World Series. Oh yeah, really. On what fucking ground? Yeah, yeah.
1: No, I just tweeted that <laughs> recently. It's like, I've seen uh, two teams in Asia and uh, one in Argentina that I think can take the royals, you know, so, right. yeah.
0: But then they don't get a chance, sorry, yeah. we yeah. do the World Series. Yeah, yeah. Not you, because yeah. we're American. Yep. But people start to actually believe it. I mean, we kid around about it because yeah. we understand the reality right. of it, right? And you give credit for things that America has done great. Setting so up the, many things. Right. I, I mean, up the United you know. Nations and, you know, the idea of pushing human rights throughout the world. We didn't invent that, but... For a while, we did yeah. a good job of pushing it. Right. kind of ignore it now, right. but right. And we
1: still do a lot of great things. You yes, know, but but you know, there's also there, there's a lot of work too that needs to be done. That's right.
0: Know? But if you ask, if you say that to people, yeah. they've internalized the branding so much and the marketing yeah. so much, they get really mad at you, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. And, and then they'll say, you know, our healthcare problem system might have problems, but it's THE number one in the world. Yeah, yeah. But actually, it isn't. It's yeah. number thirty-seven. Right. And
1: and like <laughs> right. And like anything. Like, to get improvement, it's okay to acknowledge that you're not doing that well. You know, it's like, right. you know, if you're someone who has, you know, uh, drug problems or weight problems, it's like the, the first step into getting better is, is admitting it. And, I it, and, it's, I love this conversation. and it's okay yeah. to admit you're not the best at something. That's how you can actually become the best at something. That's
0: that you that is an epiphany, yeah.
1: man. You know. That is a it's grand like, epiphany. <laughs> yeah, it's because like,
0: you're right. I never thought about it. Like yeah. I know that America does the marketing and, blah, 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 yeah. and I talk about it, but I never realized that by us saying we're number one, yeah. it forces us to not fix what's wrong. Right? right, exactly. And so and it's actually now I'm thinking about it and uh. it connects to another story that I that we did on the show that I loved, which was um, if you tell your kids that they're geniuses, yeah. that really screws them up. okay? Because they think everything is based on if you're really good at it oh, yeah. or you're not good at it. right? Yeah. They don't realize that, no, hard work makes you good at something. right? Yeah. And so if they're not good at it, they go, I must not be a genius at it, and they drop it immediately. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it ruins them. Yeah. Right? If you tell them that it's you get it through hard work, then they work hard to get sure. results, et sure. cetera. And we've ruined the country, in a sense, and that's why I think we're... Had in a bad spot in a lot of ways, yeah. Because we told ourselves we're geniuses, yeah. We're number one, yeah. We're number one, so yeah. don't fix anything, yeah. Right, and yeah. and 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 if and if you're not doing something, something well, don't ignore it, yeah. Ignore
1: it, right? yeah. It must not be worthwhile. It's like you know, I'm like I'm a big soccer fan and. And, you know, soccer is not the most popular sport in this country. It keeps growing. But, you know, there's so many people who just shit all over soccer. It's oh, not a good sport or whatever. And, and that's because we're not winning. You know, that's exactly If, right. if we won the World Cup, people would be like, yeah, soccer is the best.
0: It's you cognitive know? dissonance on yeah. a mass scale. Yeah, yeah. Right. If we're not good at it, then it's not that we're not good. It's that it must suck. Exactly. <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. that's so fascinating. Yeah. All right. So uh, now I want to rewind a little yeah, bit because yeah. I want to know how you got into this thing in the first place, right? What comedy, comedy or comedy? Yeah, yeah really? okay. that, That's like a ballsy, crazy thing to do. Did you know you were going to go into a comedy or? Yeah,
1: well, I um, I always did a lot of art, and uh, and you know, for, for me, and I, I, my parents were very strict, and my mom my mom's an artist, and and so she passed it on to me. I was always doing tons of art, and uh, and my dad really. YOU KNOW, FROM A YOUNG AGE ALWAYS TAUGHT ME TO uh, QUESTION AUTHORITY, YOU KNOW, and, uh, AND THAT'S ONE OF THE REASONS I HATED SCHOOL SO MUCH. I MEAN, I GOT GOOD GRADES. I HAD TO GET GOOD GRADES. MY PARENTS WERE VERY STRICT. THEY DIDN'T LET US WATCH A LOT OF uh, TV, uh, IT WAS EITHER, YOU KNOW, FIRST WAS DO YOUR HOMEWORK mm-hmm. AND THEN IT WAS, YOU KNOW, GO OUTSIDE AND PLAY OR IF YOU'RE STAYING INSIDE, CREATE SOMETHING, WRITE SOMETHING, DRAW SOMETHING, MAKE SOMETHING. You know, uh, so, wow, that's so such a cool term, yeah, actually. yeah. So I was always, uh, and I got into. I remember like sitting around breakfast, and you know, I'd be eating. My dad's looking at the paper, and then all of a sudden, he just starts laughing. He just starts cracking up. And I remember being a kid, being like, "What? What? What happened? What, like, how, what, like uh, I'm not laughing. Why is he laughing all of a sudden?" And it would be like a political cartoon in, in the paper. Like her block or somebody, and and it fascinated me that this drawing could just like create laughter like that. So I was intrigued by that. So when I was like ten and eleven, I started doing my own some of my own little uh, comic strips, and and some of them were just you know funny, and then some of them were like political ones, you know. Uh And uh, so, um, so I I always did that. And then it was somewhere when I was in ninth grade, I got into animation, uh, doing my own animated. uh, uh, You know, I had this. I, I lucked out, and uh, the the substitute art teacher was a woman uh, who, you know, looking back, I mean, I, I didn't know them, but looking back, I'm, I'm my guess is that, you know, she was gay, and, and she was also like a, you know, someone who was a real artist, you know, and she lived in Baltimore, and, and so she, like... Brought and had us doing all kinds of things that other art teachers were never doing, you know. So she, she taught us animation and, uh, and I was just blown away by it. So in animation, you have to do tons of drawings, you know. You have to do, you have to do at least nine drawings for one second of film. And, uh, I'm
0: so out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was, you know, (laughs) for me,
1: I was like, oh, I love this, you know. (laughs) It's like doing it for hours and hours and hours. And then I even did some up into my early 20s. But when I was 16, I learned that, so, I was always interested in comedy, you know, with the animation, with the, the drawing as a kid. And then when I was 16, I learned that you could actually become a comedian. And there was a show that came on late at night, and it was all comics you'd never heard of. It was called Comedy Tonight. And they would actually, because so, before when I'd see comedians, you know, I'd see, you know, you'd see Joan Rivers, you'd see Roddy Dangerfield, and it was great, mm-hmm. but it never occurred that you could do that. You know, it just seemed right. as part of this showbiz thing that didn't seem real you yeah, know yeah but I know this I one remember. was all these young comics you would never heard of them and then they would talk about how hey you can see him he's going to be at this uh, comedy club and i was like what there's places you can go and watch this and you can do this i'm like i want to do that so that's when i was 16 so i started writing jokes then and i was very introverted and then uh i made like like 19 the deadline for me to get on stage it's like i had to get on stage before i turned 20 so when it's i was
0: funny what's in people's heads yeah, yeah. why you thought that <laughs> yeah who knows, yeah. Right? yeah
1: so it's something i just had to do uh so i had been writing jokes for about three years and then when i was 19 i go to an open mic it was in washington dc and uh you put together what you think is going to be five minutes and you just go up there and give it a shot and
0: so first talk show i ever did yeah. i fell in love and i said that's it i'm doing this rest of my." Life. oh that's great yeah and by the way we're about the same age okay and i was this <laughs> close to going to nyu Oh really? Okay. Yeah, I
1: don't talk about it much because I didn't really like it there. Oh, that's funny. Well, I find most colleges in this country to be a a complete farce and a sham and a a ripoff. You know, I think uh, you know with the prices, uh, you know, it's you know, it's just I I think you know for some things you need to go to school for, you know, but a lot of things you can literally just buy books. and read them, or go to the library and yeah, get them for free. It's people like, ask me, they, they,
0: you know, I get this question far too often. They say, "Did law school teach you how to think?" Yeah, It's like, "No, I wasn't a fucking moron when yeah. I went to law school. They didn't teach me how to think. That's yeah. crazy talk." That's a a right.
1: great uh, statement, and that's something that that I'm really big on, and that is that most. I think the reason I really hated school was not just the oppression and the the fascism of it. BUT WAS THAT IT NEVER, NOT ONLY DID IT NOT TEACH YOU TO THINK, IT DISCOURAGED YOU FROM THINKING. I REMEMBER BEING IN AN ENGLISH CLASS IN 11th OR 12th GRADE. YOU WOULD READ A BOOK, AND THEN YOU WOULD READ LITERARY CRITICISM ABOUT THAT BOOK, AND THEN YOUR HOMEWORK ASSIGNMENT WAS TO WRITE A PAPER SUMMARIZING THE PLOT OF THE BOOK, AND THEN WHAT THE OTHER CRITICS THOUGHT OF THE BOOK. Not ever what you fucking thought.
0: That's right. You know.
1: So so, but 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 I think that's one of the big, you know, even like with the political, you know, clashes in this country is that most people in this country, one, I think I think most people you know didn't pay attention much in school, but I think a lot of people also, you know, even if they did pay attention in school. Most people aren't. They don't teach you how to think. They don't teach you to question authority. They don't. They don't teach you to think for yourself. You know, they're always just like, yeah, yeah. They're just like memorize this, memorize that, uh, summarize what that other person uh, said, and it's like so. You know, kids from when they're kids to when they're eighteen, they've never been taught to think for themselves. And so, what what do you think is going to happen in a society when you build a whole society? And hardly anyone is actually thinking for themselves. Yeah, you know, I remember when
0: I was in college, and I, I love philosophy. So I, I yeah. took a couple of philosophy courses, and then I asked uh, one of the professors, I said, what happens? Like, Let's say I want to study philosophy. Let's say I want to major in philosophy, right? Like, uh, And he's like, oh, well, then you have to research one of the other philosophers and become an expert in them. Like yeah, yeah, no, no. When do I become the philosopher? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah, like I'm you have not, a brain, you have a yeah, heart, you have a soul. That's right. Yeah, and he and he he laughed and he's like, it's pre- 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 preposterous. How yeah. dare you yeah. think you could actually become a philosopher, like yeah. think for yourself? Well, but what am I? What, I'm like, you guys are wasting your life yeah. analyzing other philosophers. Yeah. <laughs> right? To me, that's <laughs> right? such
1: oppression. You know, that's just like. It's just, it's maddening to me. And, and, and when I see it happen on other people, like, like sometimes people will come up to me after a show and they'll be like, hey, uh, I'm thinking of uh, doing stand-up comedy. So my friends say I should do it. Uh, what do you think? And I go, first of all, look, comedy is, is a lonely, stand-up comedy is a lonely business. It's a rough business. So if you have to have someone else tell you to, that they think you should do it, you should definitely not do it. It has to come from within. <laughs> You know, right, right, right. and then the second thing is a lot of people will want to take a class or something like that. I'm like, I'm not big in I'm there you can teach some things about how the business works. And mm-hmm. then you can teach a few yeah. basic things about stand up comedy about, you know, don't do other people's material, you know, uh try not to sound like someone else or have mannerisms like someone else and that's really about it. You know, and then but then you can teach, you know, sort of how the business works, you know, and stuff like that. But in general it's like I don't think people when they're doing any kind of art should be uh have someone really telling them uh and you know molding them you know they, they need to find their own way yeah
0: that's you funny because when i told my dad okay i went to business school and law school like you wanted me to because we were immigrants they right. you know just kind of very similar to yours study yeah. study study yeah study, yeah, right? yeah yeah and then i said okay dad i'm going to drop out and become a talk show host yeah right and he was like First, he was like, heart attack. He's like, right, oh right. no, what have we done? Right. And then afterwards, he's like, okay, that's okay. Now, where do we go to school for a talk show? First. Yeah,
1: right. Like
0: that, there's no school for talk yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. And, and his yeah. head exploded again. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah.
1: So No, there's some things you really don't need school for. You know, you need to, uh, and I've always been, a, it's like my dad, I remember my dad giving me this analogy. It's like, do you go to school to learn how to ride a bike? No, you, you get on it, you fall off. You get back on it, That's like and eventually it. you learn it. You That's know. exactly it, you know.
0: And, and and I and I brought up my first time doing IT, because I wanted to ask you. So first time you did the comedy night, yeah? Did you immediately
1: love it? Or? Yeah, I did. And, and so yeah. I was I was so nervous. I had to get there at of six course. o'clock to sign up for the open mic. You didn't go on stage till around eleven, so wow. it was it was hours of just saying my act over and over and over again, over and over and over again in the bathroom, the back of the club, in the parking lot, in my car. Just YOU KNOW, FIVE HOURS STRAIGHT, BASICALLY, right. AND uh, and THEN AS SOON AS I, uh, RIGHT AS I'M ABOUT TO GO ON STAGE, THE HOST COMES UP TO ME AND HE GOES, I'M CUTTING YOU TO THREE MINUTES. OH, and So no. and, I, AND MY FIRST THOUGHT WAS LIKE, OH, WHY IS THIS GUY BEING A JERK TO ME? BUT LOOKING BACK, it, HE WAS BEING NICE BECAUSE, YOU KNOW, THE AUDIENCE WAS STARTING TO LEAVE, YOU KNOW, A LOT OF PEOPLE WERE GOING ON STAGE AND, they were right. and THE AUDIENCE WAS LEAVING, HE JUST WANTED TO GET ALL THE COMICS ON. That's so. Right. That's but, right, yeah. BUT FOR ME, YOU KNOW, NEVER DONE comedy BEFORE, I JUST LITERALLY SAID MY ACT, YOU KNOW, over and over and over again for five hours straight, the five minute act, or what I thought was five minutes. Now I'm like, I have to cut it to three. I'm like, how do, how do I do that? You know? Yeah. So, and I, I don't have a recording of that first set, but as soon as I got on stage, it felt warm, like a nice warmth, and it felt like home. And it felt calm and relaxed. It felt oh, great. Oh, that's great. So, and I, and I did get a few chuckles. I mean, it wasn't a great set by any means, but I did get a few chuckles. Second time I did it, uh, I actually did very well. And then, uh, but it was just something, and even today, doing stand-up is the most relaxing thing I do. Uh, you you wouldn't think that, but it's that's become, in my opinion, what I'm best at, what I'm most comfortable doing.
0: That's so funny. I like at some point in this interview, I wanted to give you a hug, and then I looked down on my notes for a second. Yeah. And you were the hug guy in the Dave Matthews. Yeah, thing. I was. Yeah, there was a <laughs>
1: video called Every Day, and it, the whole video, it's from the Dave Matthews man, and pretty much the whole video is me just walking around hugging strangers. Yeah. <laughs> and that was about three and a half days of filming, and about eighty percent of it is real uh-huh. uh you know the other was staged and uh do you
0: get recognized for that
1: uh once in a while, I still do, but for years i I got recognized a lot yeah right. so and uh and it's actually a very well done uh you know whether you like that band or not, it's a very well done uh music video and it's uh you know it's pretty touching you know yeah. so That's I remember awesome. that was like one of the first things I did that Actually, like uh, I was in a project that actually touched people. I was used to people coming up and saying, "Hey, good show," or you know, funny in that uh, TV or movie thing. And the, but some people were like were like tearing up, and they were like that. Movie, that was just so. I was right. like, "Wow, it's weird." That's neat. I can talk to yeah. you all day, but yeah. we got to run. So i yeah. will
0: ask you one last thing about the yeah. book. In uh, the books, if the rainbows, if oh, I keep saying, I know, I know it happens sometimes. Right, if it happens the sometimes. raindrops united. Yeah. Um, so, but you also make fun of like. Um, not vegans, but like, you know, so you're liberal, but you're making fun of like these people who are paying 50 bucks for an ounce of ketchup and... You yeah, know.
1: well, to me, that's a classism issue, you know, and I, I live in and uh, and a self-centered issue because I think, I think there's many people... There's something I've realized over the years, and, and I think this happens when people are trying to get someone to see their point of view. You know, if you're liberal and you're trying to get someone who's right-wing to see your point of view, or vice versa, um, I think... Um, some people are able to, with their imagination, put themselves in someone else's shoes. Some people just literally, like like biologically, cannot. Uh, they they cannot relate to something unless it happens to them.
0: That drives me you nuts. know you know. And, so but I the, think it's the, the number one problem in the world. Know, and,
1: and that's part of just reality. So that's something I've. Uh, you know, I think I've known that a little bit for a while, but it's really sunk into me, I think, the past couple years. So when I'm discussing things with people, I always take that into effect that like, they really can't, like, imagine what it must be like for, you know, a black person driving around a car in a certain city and that cops might treat them differently, you know, or whatever the situation. Right, right You know, right. And, and the same thing can also happen with, you know, a rednecky white guy and he's uh, walking around in a posh uh uh, you know, white, upscale white neighborhood. They're going to treat him like shit, you know. And then mm-hmm. people can't, a lot of people can't see what life is like for someone else who's, who's different than them. So, uh, you know, in my comedy, I, you know, a lot of my comedy is blunt and hard hitting, but a lot is kind of like, uh, you know, sneaks up on you. So that when I'm doing my comedy, I try to do it so that no matter, you know, even though I'm talking about issues that are very progressive, I, I try to do it in a way... That no matter where you stand politically, you're going to laugh at it because you know I I work with I do things that are like so absurd that people might, you know I don't know if I'll change them, but they might start actually thinking about it and be like, oh yeah, I guess that is a little ridiculous, you know? Because I find people, many people on the right and the left, even though they hate each other on so many issues, they a lot of most of them want the same thing, you know?
0: Of course, you know, you know, know, so so that's so that's why and that's why
1: I find uh. You know, I always find that interesting, and I even find it, you know, on on like I have one cartoon in here. Um, This is uh, let me see if I can find it here. It's um,
0: so so some of this stuff has political slant, by the way, but yeah, uh, yeah. but others are just funny. I mean, he yeah, Judah makes a great point. The trees really could use the leaves during the winter.
1: Yeah, Uh, you
0: know, I love trees, but they're they're not the
1: brightest. They've been doing (laughs) it wrong for years. Yeah, take your leaves off in the summer, wear them in the winter. Okay. they've been doing it backwards for Not i comments. would say decades now right. you know so but like here's one here uh this one here you can see this now i'm i'm poking a little fun and and you know i'm i'm you know i i i'm always supporting the the minorities you know and uh but this but sometimes people's uh Their heart's in the right place, but they haven't fully thought it out. So this one is taking a little dig at, like, some college students. There's a poster that says, uh, Smoking Awareness Week, and then there's a picture of a lung. So there's a white lung, and it says, you know, it's clear lung, and it says, good lung. And there's a black lung, and it says, bad lung. And the people at the bottom say, this poster is so racist. The other person says, let's protest. Now, a black lung is unhealthy. It is bad. It has nothing to do with race or skin color or any kind of uh you know bigotry uh or or, or racism so that's like a little dig at some people because now you know i you know i'm not saying all college people are always getting it wrong you know but that's but that's like one that's like one cartoon in there that takes a little dig at some people because some people uh and like i said it even happens on the left too and even with uh with words you know and censorship there can be you know fascism that comes from the left as well as the right when it comes to freedom of speech And sometimes they're right, because sometimes there are comics certainly out there who uh, say, hey, I'm not a PC guy. I can say whatever I want. But some of them uh, are just doing racist stuff and hiding under that, you know, that PC stuff. But then there are some comics who are using, you know, uh, very loaded, derogatory words, but they're using them in a very provocative way. And insightful way, and you know, so I'm I'm not for banning all words, you know, or or ideas, you know, but some people are, you know, and I think that's a little
0: misguided. Yeah, it's frustrating that people can't understand that context matters.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And well, I think that's something that's happened. The internet age is is amazing, and Twitter and stuff is amazing. But one thing I've noticed is that people nuance has almost been lost. It's like almost everyone is like a five year old who tastes broccoli for the first time and just goes and they spit it out so it's like when they don't like something they just want to hate that person and they want to shame that person <laughs> immediately without discussing it because sometimes people might be doing something that's bigoted but they don't even know it they might not be as totally. evil as you think and that's a real chance to talk to that person and really open up their mind and maybe change that person but if you just shame them immediately you might lose that chance you know totally so it just you know
0: yeah. and, you know well, anyway. if, ah. no no <laughs> no. you, you yeah. do know that's exactly right. yeah if the raindrops united everybody check it out judah friedlander phenomenon. great talking thank you thank you thanks so I don't much i not want to say it was awesome yeah. yeah. overstating it a little bit yeah, even grand might be overstating it but it, it was,
1: was it was excellent
0: it was it was yeah and and it is the world champion so that's to be expected true